dear listener, welcome to your favorite New Life program. This is Adventist All Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Emmanuel Sanders on standby with the health segment. Today, he will talk about hyperactive child. Thereafter, Sister Becky Arunga will join us during the Bible segment to talk about the eternal word. But first, let us listen to Doc's Church Choir with the song, Tunaitwa. Mwana, 
Welcome back, dear listener. It's time for the health segment with Emmanuel Sunday. Be blessed. Hello and welcome to our health slots. In our program today, we're going to talk about hyperactive child. Hyperactivity in children is a common childhood disorder involving from 3 to 10% of school children in this country. It's a modern society disease developing from features in our lifestyle as well as our mode of living. The majority of cases are in males. Treatment with stimulant drugs is probably worse for the child than the illness, since under the influence of the drugs, the personality is altered, many becoming compulsive, goody-goodies, sensitive to discipline, and incapable of proper use of the mind. Hyperactive children may be growth-retarded. A large percentage of hyperactive children have a high blood level, a low blood sugar, anemia, impaired achievement, and effective breakdown of stress hormones in the body, indicative of a multiple system disorder, not just neuromuscular, digestive, or nervous system. Social factors are more and more obvious as intensifiers of hyperactivity, early schooling, bickering, or broken home, sibling problems. Family problems should never be discussed in the hearing of children. Fathers as well as mothers are needed by children, especially beginning at about age 5. Fathers should give some of their leisure hours to their sons. There are often inadequate external controls in the parental environment reflected by such things as eating between meals, poor food quality, temper, flare-ups, and no set pattern of life. As far as possible, eliminate such intensely stimulating factors in the life as TV, comics, radio, stereo, competitive games, and a noisy home environment and city living. Inconsistent discipline and unwise supervision lead to poor personal control. Have few rules for the child, but strictly enforce them. Disarray and clutter confusion children and lead to poor performance. Keep home furnishings few, no knickknacks, and make everything the child's eye rests upon neat and orderly. An irregular schedule upsets the natural biologic time clock. Have set times for all major events, bedtime and rising time, exercise time, meal time, bath time, story time, etc. Irregularity may seem a small thing to the parents, but takes a great toll on the child's nervous system. Don't place the child in an unfamiliar surroundings at night. He should go to bed in his own bed every night. 
have no other in his bed. Spend the night parties are fashionable but are unhealthful both physically as well as socially. Plan some other type of social activity. The child should not be expected to do activities beyond his ears such as learning to read, being responsible for a younger child, etc. Schooling for these special children should be delayed until physical maturity indicates ability to concentrate for long periods, usually about 8 to 10 years of age. To start schooling earlier usually results in an unhappiness for all and in the child's forming a mental image of himself as a poor achiever, slow learner and an unliked by others. Certain hyperactive children have become more calm and easier to control when foods poor in B vitamins, junk foods, food additives and rich irritating foods have been removed from their diets. Many adults report a similar calming effect of a simple diet. Dietary factors now known to be related to the development of hyperactivity are malnutrition, especially over nutrition and selective overfeeding of certain nutrients such as white flour and white rice products, boxed cereals, sweet food or drink, rich foods, food colorings, flavorings and richness, and preservatives. Vitamin and mineral supplements are stimulating to some. Stomach irritants, such as pepper, spices, baking soda, caffeine-containing drink, drinks, chocolate, and any foods that disagree with the child, milk becoming a common offender, and animal products as well. The habit of overuse of sweets begins in the hospital nursery with sugar water. Breastfeeding is all the baby needs for the first six months. Since certain children are sensitive to eggs and milk, it's worth a strict trial of six weeks without either of these or any of their products or any of their products. Read food labels carefully. Similarly, since meats have stimulating guanine and other purine substances in them, during the same six-week trial period, eliminate all flesh foods from the diet. Supply the place of animal products with plenty of greens, whole grains, and legumes such as beans, peas, and peanuts. Oils, fried foods, marinades, and margarine are also rich foods which can imbalance the diet and may be entirely eliminated. Use no lard, often found in harmonized peanut butter, bread, and crackers. Improper clothing of the child is a cause of discomfort and hyperactivity. The arms and legs, hands and ears should always be as warm as the forehead. There should be no patches of cold skin anywhere on the body. Tight bands must be avoided. If clothing leaves a red mark on the skin, it's too tight. There should not be more layers of clothing on the trunk than on their other extremities. Similarly, the child should not be overclothed. When the temperature rises, the clothing should be adjusted. Multiple layers of thinner garments are better than one or two thick garments. Dear listener, we thank you for tuning in and until next time, it's bye and God bless you. Welcome back to listen. I hope that you're enjoying the program. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. For your views, comments, or questions about the show, you can write to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us through awr Let us now have an item from Doc's Church Choir entitled Gina Lapeke.
For the Bible segment, join me as I welcome Sister Becky Arunga. Be blessed. How beautiful, beloved of God, to be found in His presence at this juncture that we want to study the Word of God and know His perfect will in our lives. I am Becky Arunga. Let us pray. Eternal Father in heaven, 
It is with joy that we seek your face, knowing that you care, and day by day you desire that we may learn your word of truth. Now, Lord, I pray that may your spirit of truth teach us, abide with us, and guide us along the path of life everlasting. To this end, we pray, believing and trusting in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. What joy is in my heart as I desire and delight to share with you what God has placed before us on this particular day. This moment, I want us to consider the word of God as recorded in the Gospel of John. It is one of those Gospels that bring to view the divinity of Christ in its fullness. It brings to view the fact that Jesus Christ is God in verity as well as man. That Christ, being God, took the form of man. He took the form of flesh that he may abide and dwell with us. It is a concept that, that we need to understand and know clearly that Jesus is truly divine. And he was made in the form of man. And something that comes clearly is the concept of humility and obedience even unto the point of death. The first account of John brings to us the view of the Word, the Word of God, the Word that was there even from the beginning, the Word that was preached by John the Baptist as the light of the world, yet the world did not comprehend it. And so I invite us to read together the book of John, the Gospel, chapter 1, reading from verse 1. This is what the writer has to say. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. This brings to view the concept of the word. Oftentimes we have said, written in itself in the scripture, that the word of the Lord is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. And many examples of Jesus Christ on regarding the parables, he once said that who amongst you, we light a lamp and put it under the bed. Or rather, we have the concept of the city that is upon the hill cannot be hidden. And so we have concepts of light upon light. We have examples of light being given unto us regarding our lives. We also have the idea of the parable of the ten virgins that spoke of five having extra oil for their lamps and five having none. So it is quite significant when we talk of light coming into the world. But when we speak of in the beginning there was the word, what are we talking about exactly? For Father, it says the word was with God and the word was God. In itself, it's bringing us the essence of the fact that the word that was spoken is Christ himself. The word, because now John chapter 1 Verse 14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Indeed, in Christ is the fullness of the entire heavens. In Christ is the fullness of grace and truth. He was the only begotten Son of God. And in him 
he was the one who became flesh and dwelt among us. But let us consider what is written in John chapter 1 verse 5. It says, And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. It is such a sad state that when there is light, automatically darkness sweeps away. But here the account is given to the effect that light shone in the darkness, but the darkness did not comprehend it. It is for us to check in our Christian lives. We have the word of God day by day. We have the word of God around us, even in nature itself, we see the invisible things of creation. In nature itself, we see those things that God himself has created. And they testify of the existence of a being supreme. When we consider the sparrows of the air together with all the other birds, they sow not, neither do they reap, but at no point do they die of hunger, for God provides for them. And in the very Bible, the word of God, it is recorded that even though the sparrow is small, it does not fall without the knowledge of God. Just to show us that the word that God himself has control over all creation, over everything else that he created. Similarly, we are told to consider the lilies of the valley, that even King Solomon in his splendor was not as well arrayed as they. This brings to view the fact that it is imperative that everything around us testifies to the existence of God, to the existence of his word that spoke and things did happen. But sadly enough, we are told that light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now, beloved, day by day, we are covered with all this cloud of witness around us. We see people in their testimonies telling us how God has brought them from the miry clay and put them on the rock to stay. We find testimonies of people who has left a life degraded with sin and have chosen to pick up the banner of Prince Emmanuel, Christ Jesus. But how often do we fail to comprehend this? It is in our very homes that we have seen the word of God transforming lives. In our very places of work, we have seen the word of God transforming lives. And even as we interact with the gospel in our churches day by day, and even on the Sabbath, we see the word of God transforming people. But how be it that even with all that happening around us, we fail to comprehend that the presence of God is with us. We fail to comprehend that we are in the very presence of God, and as such we ought to behave as people who have been with him. It is a very sad state, but even so, God is faithful. Even so, God still provides a way out. For now, in verse 6, we are told, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Verse 7, This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. Of course, we are told that light came to the world, but darkness did not comprehend it. Even so, God still sent a witness in the name of John the Baptist that through him many might believe on the light. Now, dear child of God, many are the witnesses that have been sent to you and you have known them. How I pray that you may have an interaction with God's word just to know that Christ is divine. His word 
is truth and he has the final say in your life. I invite you to that deep spiritual experience with God. Take time to be holy for Christ is the word. Let us pray. Our blessed Father in heaven, we thank you for your word of truth and for the assurance of full salvation. Indeed you are the word and in you we have our being. I pray that you may find an abiding place in our heart, Lord. And to my dear listener who has been trusting in you, trusting in your merit alone to seek your face, I pray, Lord, that you may visit him in a special way and grant him his heart desire according to riches in glory. Now, Lord, may your presence abide with us in all our activities, in all our endeavors. For I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. It has been a blessing studying about the Word, which is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path, about the Word that was in the beginning at the point of creation. Now I pray that the Lord be with you and grant you the chance to study His Word and do that which His Word says. Till next time, be blessed. Dear listener, we have come to the end of our program. Thank you for keeping me company. For your views, comments, or questions about the show, write to the producer, Adventist All Radio, PO Box 42276, Code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Until next time, may our God be with you. I have been a presenter, Samuel Mangi. Kwa 
Tufanyie kazi muumba 